Industrial Talk is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks. Palo Alto Networks offers zero trust for your operational technology without the PTSD. If you're in the digital transformation game, keeping operational technology secure and running smoothly is a tall order. It's enough to make any coolest operations director wake up in night sweats. Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust OT security delivers comprehensive visibility and security for all OT assets, networks, and remote operations. It provides best-in-class security while simplifying OT security management. It sees and protects everything in the network, and it automates threat detection while implementing Zero Trust across all operations. So sleep better at night knowing you have the most comprehensive platform to detect, manage, and secure your OT assets. Learn more about the Palo Alto Network's Zero Trust solution. Go out to paloaltonetworks.com. That's paloaltonetworks.com. Find out more. You will not be disappointed. Welcome to the Industrial Talk Podcast with Scott McKenzie. Scott is a passionate industry professional dedicated to transferring cutting-edge, industry-focused innovations and trends while highlighting the men and women who keep the world moving. So put on your hard hat, grab your work boots, and let's go. All right, once again, thank you very much for joining Industrial Talk, and thank you for your continued support of a platform that is celebrating industry professionals all around the world because you're bold, you're brave, you dare greatly, you are collaborating, you are solving problems, you're making lives better and the world a better place. So that's why we celebrate you on this podcast. We are also on site. This is the uh, accruent insights at, at uh, what is this? What's this? <laughs> the Gaylord. Gaylord, gosh, <laughs> at the Gaylord. And it is, uh, it's a big place. It's a big place. But what is great about this particular conference is the fact that I'm looking out and I'm seeing people having great conversations, solving problems, having these conversations to, to make their business better. So, absolutely wonderful. In the hot seat, we have a gentleman by the name of Pat. Pat Newberry. Aptim is the company. And we're going to be talking about Maintenance Connect and how they use that uh, product. So, let's get it cracking. Pat, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Having a good conference? It has been a great conference. How long have you been with Aptum? I've been with Aptum for 26 years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Second job out of college. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's it's. I'm an oddball. I know that. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I, I want to take uh, just something to mark you and grab your ear and <laughs> look at that long-term employee. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So wh- where is Aptum located? Uh, we're located all over, but our headquarters are in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and really? I'm out of Denver, Colorado. Really? Have yeah. you been to Baton Rouge? I actually have not. I've avoided the I avoided me? the corporate office. Are you kidding <laughs> me? I didn't know that. Because so. we live in, right outside of New Orleans in a town called Mandeville. Okay. Yeah. So we got, my wife is uh, from and around that area. So yeah, we used to be Shaw. Oh yeah. So if you know Shaw, that's what we used to be. A I long had time history ago. with Shaw. Yeah, Shaw Environmental and Infrastructure is what we used to be. I didn't. Yeah, know we that. two companies ago. So I originally was Stone and Webster. Yes. Went through Shaw. Stone and Webster, yeah, yeah because yeah. Stone and Webster, yes. So the pedigree was Stone and Webster right out of my yes. second job out of school. Yes. And then we transferred and we got bought by Shaw, and then yes. Shaw became a Shaw E&I. CB&I then CB&I. bought us. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And then CB&I went under, and they sold our part off and went back to Did Aptum. Did they go under? 
I did. It did. Yep. And then the Chicago Brigh- Bridge and Iron is that, no more. I didn't know that. Yes. They were around forever. They yeah, they've been around for it's what crazy. Happened? Bad management, McDermott bought them. Oh, McDermott. Yep, and then it, they disappeared, CB and I. I don't know exactly what happened, but it was after they kind of parceled us off and put us in a venture capital firm, and that's where we are. So, so t- oh, gosh. <laughs> no, now we're rolling. So before we get into the conversation about what, what you do, give us a little background on who you are. Um, well, I've, original training is a mechanical engineer. Um, grew up in Arkansas, uh, went to grad school to go skiing and got an environmental engineering degree. Um, started with the Department of Energy after that. Um, did that for a couple years right out of school and ended up in Denver and been doing all sorts of stuff with all the companies that I've been with in the same seat. So. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's just pretty good. Okay, so for the listeners also out there, um, probably have not heard of Aptum. No. Probably have not. We're kind Tell of a small Tell us a little firm. bit about what that company is. Yeah, so Aptum, um, largely government consulting. Um, what I do specifically is we work with federal fuels. So fuel systems on, we build them, we construct them, we repair them. Um, my job is to do all the maintenance for select locations. But Aptum also does coastal restoration. Um, they do emergency response disaster recovery. They were huge in Katrina. Um, so hurricanes come through, we provide trailers manage things for FEMA. Um, we do laboratory management, um, environmental cleanup, uh, nuclear decommissioning of ships, all sorts of things. Wow. It is a conglomeration of some really how, interesting folks. Yeah. How, how, <laughs> how many people? I think we're in the 3,000 range. That's, you're doing all that with 3,000? I think. <laughs> and lots of good relationships. That, that's pretty cool. All it, right. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> so, we've got uh, maintenance connection. We, mm-hmm. You are, what, what's your title? I'm a program manager for our recurring maintenance. Recurring maintenance. So. Yeah, so the maintenance for our fuel system. So, the military has standard procedures on how they like their pipes kept and coated and maintained and pumps tested. And so, we manage that for 70 installations in the Pacific. 70? 70 different military installations in the Pacific. In the Pacific? Mm-hmm. Mostly in Japan. We do all of Japan. Um, we do Korea, um, Guam, Wake Island. Um, we have a couple in Seattle, some in the Alabama, Mississippi area. Those are easy trips. Those are easy ones. <laughs> those, are, those are easy trips. I just yeah. hop in. But the ones are uh, yeah. east. Yes. The Pacific. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's, it's pretty interesting stuff what we do. Everybody's like, oh, we do that. And we're the only group that really does kind of international stuff for our company, which makes us kind of hard to deal with sometimes. Why does it make it hard to deal Because we're international. So we have to, we got uh, the travel and the flights and security yes. and most of the rest of the company is just U.S. Do, do, do you have a team in, in, in mm-hmm. the Pacific? Yep. We have people that are um, at the bases. Um, my engineers out of Denver will fly over and be in the field for two or three weeks at a time, and they'll work there. Um, we have a gentleman that's permanently stationed in Diego Garcia in the Indian Ocean. So, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Yeah, so we have a guy there, and we do all the maintenance for them as well. So, do, you, yep. do, do you travel? I Less than I used to, but yeah. Yes, I've been to all the places in Japan. I used to go once every three months. It was a it Wow, was that's a, cycle. a grind. It is. It is. That is a... F- God, that's a grind. Yes. But look at you. You're here to say, I survived. Yeah. So, 
with the fact that you have 70 facilities, mm -hmm. right? Are they all on maintenance connection? They all are on maintenance connection. So we have about 97,000 assets um, that we manage. So pipes, pumps, tanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been quite a arduous train to get it switched from our old system, get everything in and the assets updated where we can use it and get our people trained, but it's um, it's well worth it. We've, we've really enjoyed it. So are the facilities, there's some commonality with the facilities, so you're able to say, hey, here's a pump here, there's a pump there. You can see how this pump is performing, be able to sort of triangulate some sort of maintenance solution around that. Yeah, how, how you, yeah the, and that. The, the, most of the facilities are built relatively the same, regionally. So Japanese facilities are a little different than other places, but it's essentially a big tank. All the tanks have the same type of valving and structure. Um, there may be three entrance or four different pipe entrances to those, so they're kind of configured the same way, but um, a big isolation valve for the tank is maintained the same in Japan as it is in Alabama. So the work is the same. It's floating just- Floating roof? Some, are, some have floating roofs, some don't. Um, but the maintenance is the same. If it's a floating roof in Seattle or wherever, uh, we do the same stuff to them. And so it's, maintenance connection makes it really easy for us to take all that, put it in a stack, and be able to do things repetitively and do it over and over to make sure everybody has the same stuff in front of them. The, how long have you been on maintenance connection? We've been working with maintenance connection for the last two years. We're kind of coming up on our two, two years. Two years? Mm -hmm. Roughly, yeah. But the first year was mostly transfer of all of our I was data. just kidding. Yeah. How long did it take for that? Um, it took us four or five months to get that going, and now our office staff, so the office staff uses the, the, I guess the MRO piece, the maintenance piece that's on, on the desktop. Um, we're just now getting the mobile capacity, because like you said, like I was saying it was in Diego. There's no cell service of any, no. <laughs> of any consistency there, yeah. so we've been really involved with the kinetic development um, to make sure that it's going to work for our guys, because if it doesn't, did, did, did you have any pushback? I mean, these, these assets have been around for mm -hmm. many years. Yep. So there was a, a, a number of years that were just, this is what we do. This is how we do it. This is how we maintain our assets. No, you can't tell me how I did this and, and so on and so forth. We get some of that, but most of that push is actually coming from the funding agent through the government. So the Defense Logistics Agency is the funding source for all of this. Um, and they're the ones that say, no, these guys are going to do it. And so they have to deal with the service member that is out there doing the operations. And they've done a, actually, believe it or not, a pretty decent job of splitting that line and going, okay, these things are the stuff we're going to have contractors coming and do. This is what you're going to do. Now, granted, individuals are individuals. But for the most part, the, the government organization has said, no, this is how we're going to do this. So we have this responsibility these groups have that responsibility. So it's really been interesting in a training sense from our perspective, because we're under contract, so we know what we're supposed to do. The operating guys on the base are like, no, 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 I've always done this, just like you said. And we're like, okay, well, let's sit down and figure out, well, how can we all get this done? Because everybody wants to make sure that the, the plane flies and doesn't fall out of the sky. That's what I tell my young engineers all the time. Take us through the, 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 the asset base, the You've got the tanks, you've got the piping, you've got the pumps, you've got the, the valves, you've got everything that's associated with it. How far into that whole model is that just what you 
Well, we go through and like when we win a new contract, we have a new site that we haven't been at. We usually send a team of four to five, depending on how large it is, to do a full inventory. And they go out for two or three weeks at a time with iPads and they're counting valves and they're measuring what the makes and the models are. And we have a relatively unique set of about 150 classifications, uh, which is a term in maintenance connection, um, that we count. So we'll count a fire protection system that supports the tanks, the, the fueling system, but we won't count every valve. We'll just say that's the fire protection because that's all we have. To, we just have to make sure it's painted, make sure it works. But when I look at the valving system, I'm talking about a two inch valve and then the next valve. And so I'll count very detailed if it holds fuel. So we call it our wetted surface approach. And so that inventory is really kind of our base point. And if we don't get it right, all of our maintenance down the road doesn't work. And Maintenance Connection does all of that for us. We come out to do a quarterly event and do quarterly inspections. We just have Maintenance Connection query the assets, generate the work orders, and I give a big stack to my guys in the field through their iPads. There had to have been an evaluation of a platform. There's, there's, there are plenty yes. of <laughs> Why Maintenance Connect? Um, the biggest seller was, it was Nimble. Um, they were working on an offline mobile app when we first purchased it a couple years ago, which is Kinetic, and we've been working with them very closely to make sure it's working and what we need and it's going to meet all our expectations. Um, when we originally started doing this maintenance jobs back in 2012, when we our very first contract when we didn't know what we were doing, um, our IT group and our software folks said, let's go use Maximum. And we did. We put the assets in Maximo, but I couldn't use it. I couldn't make it work. It was too, I, I used the word heavy um, for what we were doing. Yeah. Um, it was just too big. I mean, and I couldn't manipulate it and do my reporting and be very quick with reports that the government would ask me for. So we used that for a while, figured out that was not going to do, and I had to move to something. So while we were all at home in COVID, we took all the data out and put it in SharePoint and kind of hang on to it and got a little inspection a little inspection program called Perviti that we've used and it's been very successful but it's just inspections and so it makes it hard to manage all of the repairs and the costing and life cycle of what we do so we said okay we got to find something and we started shopping and we were looking we looked at Pro, um, Procore we looked at a couple other things that were more project management driven um, Blue Folder we've looked at some other stuff but Maintenance Connection was the thing when they put it out there it does everything that we need so and, and again nimble nimble and moves quick yeah you're, you don't have the friction mm -hmm. you know you can sort of that intuitive capability of like okay i i get it i yeah you know yeah and we could manipulate it was it was flexible enough that we could manipulate it away from just a standard facilities maintenance program, which is what it was designed for. And we have talked to guys, that's one of the great things about the conference. I've talked to some of the people that are truly facilities maintenance guys, and they use it and it seems very simple and it's like, a, it's like an old tennis shoe, it fits well. I've had to take that shoe and break it in and twist it and paint it and make it look a little different than what it does normally, but it wasn't that hard. I just had to think about it a little harder at the beginning. And now once we got it going, it's Everybody's very happy with it. My team loves it. With that said, uh, you've had this journey into sort of how to a, a solution, a platform for managing your assets. 
what were the benefits associated with with that common platform over the benefits some of the benefits that we've my engineering staff because our engineers do all of the the heavy lifting for us and so they can see the data on the asset quickly um, we can be consistent and common whereas in maximo they couldn't see it because it's too heavy they couldn't find the thing but now i have photos and documents for that asset they can see what's wrong so when the you know, the airman calls my service order engineer and says, hey, my valve is broken. He can go, well, where is it? Can you give me a number? If we've stamped it, some of our valves have stamps on it. If we stamped it, can you give me that number or give me your number that they call it? They can pull it up in the system. They see a picture, maybe multiple pictures, all the work orders that have ever been done on that, every inspection. They can see it all, like instantaneously while the guy's on the phone and go, oh, okay, now I know what's wrong. Now I can give you a solution and I can make this work and I can give you a service order and we can get this thing fixed. Where do you see it going? Um, our next big push for us yeah. is to get our 3D scanning. We do a 3D scanning uh, and we want to get those things connected so that not only can he see it by picture by picture, he can go to our 3D scan and I can see it. Then he goes, oh, that's my valve. Now I can see not only is it just my valve, but now it's at height or it's in a box or I can't really get it in there because it's a 500 pound valve and I got to lift a crane into the containment to lift the valve out. They can do all that without having to, they just know what it looks like and they'll have to go there and all my travel goes down. So I don't have to send them and ship them and fly them everywhere all the time. It's exciting stuff. You're awesome. <laughs> well, I enjoyed that conversation it's, a lot. We do, we do some interesting, a lot of different stuff than what uh, they did here. How do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can give me an uh, email, george.newberry at aptum.com, or um, cell phone is our cell phone, 303. Um, I am, but I don't use it that much, but I am out there. Okay, email it is. <laughs> email is the best. All right. You're wonderful. Thank you very much Thank for you. saying yes. All right, listeners, we're going to have a, all the contact information for Pat, a.k.a. George, out on Industrial Talk. So fear not, you'll be able to contact him with no problemo. All right, we're going to wrap it up on the other side. Thank you very much for joining. We will be right back. You're listening to the Industrial Talk Podcast Network. That was a meaty conversation. Pat delivered. That I enjoyed the fact that it was maintenance and asset management in action. Real, on-the-ground maintenance and reliability and asset management right there, dealing with fuel systems all around the world. Very cool. Re-listen to that one. That's really good. All right, we're building a platform, as I continue to say all the time. This platform is dedicated to amplifying your voice, your industrial voice. It is necessary. We need you to succeed. Reach out to me. Go out to Industrial Talk. Click, let's collaborate, let's talk, let's have a conversation. Because it's important that we continue to educate, we collaborate, and of course we continue to innovate. As you can tell by Pat, there's a lot of innovation going on out there. And you know what causes some great, I guess, concern is the confusion. Let's let's just demystify. Be bold, be brave, dare greatly. Hang out with Pat. Change the world. We're going to have another great conversation coming from a Village Short.